So this morning's gospel lesson follows directly on the heels of last week's lesson. We should recognize this morning that we are, are walking into a conversation that has already begun. Jesus has told his disciples that he must leave them. Where I am going, you cannot follow, Jesus tells them. But, he says, but I give you a new commandment, love one another, just as I have loved you. By this love, everyone will recognize you as my disciples. But Jesus' friends are dismayed that he is leaving. They say to him, where are you going? And, and Peter asks Jesus, why can't he come too? This is not some sort of, of casual conversation that is going on, but one full of paso, pathos and fear. And in response to this fear, Jesus tells his disciples to not let their hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. I am making a space for you and you know the way to get to me, Jesus assures them. But the disciples are not convinced. Thomas asks, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus replies, but Thomas, you do know the way. I am the way. And then Philip, hoping to, to hold on to at least something, says, well, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus attempts to reassure them, Philip, you ask me to see the Father. You have seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus says, in response to their fear of loss, Jesus looks to bolster their courage. Jesus goes on to tell the disciples that they are to do the works that he has done, and they are to love as he loves. In fact, Jesus says, they will do greater works than Jesus has done, for Jesus will help them along the way. All they need to do is ask. So only with this flow of the conversation in place can we turn our attention to today's lesson to more fully understand what is happening. The disciples' world is about to be deeply shaken. The one who embodies their hope has told them that he is leaving and they don't know what to do about it. This coming absence seems sudden and crushing to them. Their minds reel under the implications of their loss. Perhaps we can sympathize because loss is such a huge part of our lives right now in ways both trivial and tragic. Trivially, we cannot go to the barber, and we cannot go to a baseball game. We cannot go to a, a crowded park or a beach. If we feel like we can even go out, then we have to, to line up to enter the grocery store with everyone wearing masks. We bristle under the constraints of quarantine. But of course, we live with the trivial losses because the tragic losses are all around us. 
or may indeed have already visited us. The list of tragic losses is staggering. Nearly 90,000 Americans have lost their lives in less than two months because of COVID-19. While one human being is becoming a trillionaire, 30 some odd million human beings have lost their jobs. Four million people couldn't pay their rent. People cannot afford food. Children are going hungry. We are having to face the agonizing separation from those we love and in order to keep one another safe. Our institutions are dwindling. Some churches and colleges will never recover from this time. The dreams of, of small business owners will be crushed. And our societal discourse continues to go down the drain. It has become more toxic and conspiracy theories dominate social media. And I think in the midst of all this loss, it is fair to wonder where God is in all of this. It's fair to wonder if God is absent or if God simply doesn't care. It is to this experience of loss that Jesus says, I will not leave you orphaned. Jesus promises another advocate to come alongside the disciples and us. What we have translated here as advocate is a word rich in varied meaning. It literally means one who comes alongside. We can hear it in legal terms where the advocate provides a defense in legal proceedings. But this word also brings, also means that one who helps to bring consolation and, and solace and comfort. And as such, this advocate is in this way as a comforter in this way is also a friend. And this friend, this spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is given to the disciples and to us as one who comes alongside to offer comfort and hope in the midst of loss. And this is such good news that we might miss Jesus's use of the word another. For Jesus says there will be another advocate. The Spirit is indeed another advocate, that is, an advocate like Jesus. Just as Jesus comes alongside us to embody and reveal God's love through his life, death, and resurrection, so too the Spirit comes to us to be present and to reveal God. Just as Jesus took on the brokenness of our lives and made that brokenness God's own in order to heal us and to make us whole, so too the Spirit comes to us to help further this work and to empower us with God's love. Jesus tells the disciples and tells us that the Spirit will be among us. The Spirit will abide with us and be in us. The Spirit will provide comfort and solace in the midst of the losses of our lives. 
God is not absent from us in our loss. Rather, by the working of the Spirit, we are drawn into the relationship of love that is the divine life. God is present with us, even in the darkest of times, so that we might share in the divine life of God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, on that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And perhaps this sounds dizzying, but what Jesus points to is the reality that we are embraced in God's love, and that God's love is in us. We have been united to God through the power of love and work in the Spirit. God, who is the source of life and love, does not and will not let us go. Instead, the Spirit empowers us to share love with one another and with the world. Since we are in God's love, and God's love is in us, we have a role to play. Jesus invites his listeners to play their part. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And Jesus' commandments are the radically simple commands to love one another as we love ourselves and to love God. When we walk this way of love, then we will live most fully into our identity and assume our place in the dynamic of love that is God. Through our own love, God's love for us and for others is revealed. And this means that just as we have been given advocates in Jesus and in the Holy Spirit, so too we are meant to be advocates for one another and for the human family, and indeed for the whole of creation. We are called to come alongside one another in the midst of our loss and to support one another however we can. We are meant to provide comfort and solace to one another in the midst of our shared loss. And we are especially called to help to meet the needs of those who have lost the most. For the Spirit is in us. And this coming alongside one another is the Spirit's work. In the face of loss, Jesus says, I will not leave you orphaned, for God will give you another advocate to be with you forever. Amen.